Have you ever felt like you've got more in the tank and you know that there's more potential in you, especially in business? Jack came to set the standard and he ended up tripling his business within a couple of months. He has an email marketing company. Some of the tools and the tactics and the mindsets that we teach, we teach every two to three weeks in a free mindset webinar. This is an invite to you to come to that webinar. Just click the link below. It's the first link in the description and I'd love to see you guys there. Can't wait. Becoming mentally strong. I'm just going to see where this podcast goes. I've got a couple of notes and yeah, we're, we're just seriously going to see where this one takes us. I'm going to start you guys with a Frederick Nietzsche quote. So what we've got here, I'm a little bit nervous for this one. <laughs> Don't know why. Um, Frederick Nietzsche quote, the strength of a spirit could be measured by how much truth in, bra- truth in uh, quotations it could take more clearly to what degree it needed it, attenuated, veiled, sweetened, blunted, blunted, and falsified. Let me repeat that. The strength of a spirit could be measured by how much truth it could take, more clearly to what degree it needed it, attenuated, veiled, sweetened, sweetened, blunted, and falsified. So basically, what this means is how much truth can you actually take, um to more to the degree of how accurate it is taking away all of the like false false parts of of the truth and that is like getting really deep i believe like if you look at some of the jordan peterson stuff jordan peterson stuff that is getting really deep to you know i guess when you turn some thinking of like the meaning of your own life and and um, why you're here to live and all of these different reasons and like who you are and who you're with and, you know, facing yourself off within the mirror um, and the truth of that and what's currently happening. And sometimes the truth can be really hard. So it's like how much truth can you actually handle and take and then keep going? And that is how the strength of a spirit can be mentioned, can be measured by Frederick Nietzsche. All right. So this podcast, guys, I am going to get into it. So I've got a couple of little points here. So the first one is basically, you know, how to overcome yourself mentally, get mentally strong and resilient, grit, disciplined, all of those different things, right? One of the first points that I've got to this, because um, I've done a whole bunch of research on this, like why would I be valid? I just got a whole a whole bunch of research and I'm sharing my, my opinions on this and hopefully I can motivate you guys to get out there, get mentally strong. What I have learned recently, which is really interesting, is that um, as far as being mentally strong, it's what do you experience emotionally and what are the, what are the feelings there? And then what are the behaviors that you actually take? And do you act on feelings and emotion or do you act on and are you aware of your feelings and your emotion? And then how do you act in comparison to them, right? Bit of a bit of a thoughtful question there. Now, the one thing that comes up in one of my notes as I've got here is the word grit. And if you have read the book by Angela Duckworth, I think that's the author called Grit. One thing that I think is really important that, that that she goes into in that is, well, before we even get there, who, who, why grit? Well, grit is sort of resilience, mental toughness, those different things. Who's a really good example of that? David Goggins. Now, if you don't know who David Goggins is, he's a Navy SEAL who has done some extra, you know, Navy SEAL, ultra marathon runner, has a Amazon bestseller. Um, I'm sure most of you guys would have heard of seeing <laughs> some of David Goggins stuff, right? He is a beast. He is someone who I think, oh my goodness, 
the most amount of grit, right? Now, what he has is is extremely important, what I think is extremely thought-provoking thought process. And he has a couple of different things. There's, There's three of them. So one of the, one of his philosophies is do something that sucks every single day, which I believe is extremely important. Number two is the 40% rule where when you think you've given all that you've got in the tank, tank when it comes to exercise, career, whatever it is, you've got 40% more to give. And then the third one is a thought experiment, which I think is extremely important because it relates to a lot of Jordan Peterson's work. Now, Jordan Peterson has an experiment and an exercise, which I think is extremely important to do. And that goes along the lines of think about all the things that you are currently doing or your worst self is currently uh, are doing and then times that by 10 years, what does your life look like? And map that out, write it down, visualize it. Then the other thing is, all right, think about what your best self is doing and what your current and what your best self is making decisions, what they're doing and uh, the behaviors that they're do- uh, doing every single day. Now, what does your life look like in 10 years from now, especially if that keeps growing and getting builder, bi- building and getting bigger and better, right? Extremely important. I think that's awesome. That comes a lot. That also relates to one of Frederick Nietzsche's um uh, thought experiments when he says that if you come up to a uh, a de- if you were walking in the middle of the road and you come up to a demon and the demon asked you a question it was like if you had to live it's the idea of eternal recurrence if you had to live every single day that you have lived up to until now over and over and over again for all eternity would you run off into the forest leaping in bounds of joy and gratitude and appreciativeness or would you be like oh my god that sounds like absolute hell and would you break down crying Now, what he was suggesting is that if it's not, if you were not completely happy with what would, if you were not completely happy living your life over and over again for the rest of eternity, you need to change some things. So that's sort of like um, Jordan Peterson's experiment. Now, David Goggins comes in with the same thought experiment here, um, which I think is really awesome. When when you die, get to the pearly gates of heaven and God's sitting on a, a, a chair and he's listing out all the things. You get there and you say, this is my life. And he's got a piece of paper that has your life just written down on it that you currently have done. And then he has a piece of paper for every single thing that you could be, right? Written down on a piece of paper. And if you did not live up to the expectations of what you could be, Goggins said to himself, that would be my definition of hell. Now, what he wanted to do, what he was like, I want to get to heaven and get to that point where God has the list of all the things that you could be. And then he pulls up your list and he goes, oh my gosh, you have done so much more than what you could have been. How? And then that would be his definition of bliss or heaven, which is really quite interesting because one of Frederick Nietzsche's uh, terms that he uses in his old school philosophy is called the Ubermensch, also known as the Overman or the Superman. Basically, that means humans transcending humans. Now, how do they do that? Spiritually, emotionally, physically, um, all these different things of how someone could be better, bettering themselves. And he uses that in the term of overcoming yourself. One of the quotes he has in all of his books is, he who cannot command himself must obey. And for those who learn to command themselves must learn to influence. And that is traits of the overman. And one of the things that I have my own personal philosophy from reading that and knowing all of these things is to consistently overcome myself every single day, right? And if who who can overcome themselves is those on the hero's journey, <laughs> which makes a whole lot of sense. I'm just having some mind moments myself. Um, you have, and, and, and as well thinking, we don't have, 
one hero's journey for our life. We have multiple hero's journeys. And if you don't know what the hero's journey is, you can look into Joseph Campbell's work or any of Carl Jung's stuff. And a whole makes of sense for all this different psychology that different authors put into practice in terms of mental toughness, resilience, and overcoming yourself, right? I know I've gone over long, a long period of things, but we need to learn this theory. Um, you put stuff into practice and then you can self-mastery. So that's some of Brian Johnson's stuff from optimize.me. Um, I think he's really quite brilliant. It's like a learn all this theory, put stuff into practice consistently, keep doing that stuff and overcoming yourself every single day until you have mastered whatever it is. And it's all just simple little things. For example, so getting back to the grit, right? <laughs> I went up on a bit of a tangent there, but I had to to make sense of uh, to make sense of stuff. Give you guys some theory. Angela Duckworth's book Grit. What she goes over in um, that book is a very a very simple exercise in order to build this. Now, what are some symptoms of you know uh, some things of if stuff wasn't going right, you didn't have mental toughness, toughness and resilience. It's depression. Sadness, you feel lost, you feel like life is plateauing. I also have another note here somewhere, which is actually really interesting. And it says, yourself depresses um, the human. No, sorry. Obligation attached to the process of becoming yourself is often felt to be a burden rather than an immediate blessing as unconscious needs interfere with the conscious plans or endeavors. So essentially what that is saying is that if you are not um, listening to all of the unconscious behaviors and thoughts that you are having, um, and if you are making conscious plans and you're not being aligned with what's happening internally, then a lot of the time you will experience a lot of conflict. So when the reason I say that is that when depression, sadness, plateauing, feeling like you're lost kicked in, it just means that you're not connected with yourself. Now, what can you do there? There's a couple of different things that I believe that you can do. And um, one of them is to obviously build the skills and the tools and the discipline and the resilience and the mental toughness to overcome that stuff. How do you do that? So getting back to grit, sorry, I keep going off, is an exercise she talks about, which just kind of really, really blew my mind for a little bit. um, And I've been thinking about a lot. And it was parents, if you want to build your children up with grit, and they've done all the studies and the statistics to prove this, is that what you do is you get your child to choose or pick a practice, like an 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 extracurriculum act from school that they can do and they have to do an extracurriculum activity they get to choose which it is and they have to see it through to the end no matter how much they hate it scream love it enjoy it don't want to go do want to go whatever it is they have to see it through to the end no matter what it's their decision and it's your responsibility as a parent to make sure that they're going even if they're kicking and screaming and having tantrums about it they got to go because that will help build um, discipline and resilience and grit so, which I think is an extremely important exercise. Now, I think how many people, or even you yourself, just think about um, a bunch of sports or things that you've committed to that you've never seen through to the end. And then think about yourself a lot of the time, because I get this, is what is uh, what, one thing that we experience a lot of is shiny object syndrome. Now, what a shiny object, object syndrome is basically getting distracted. You start doing something, go, oh, this is awesome, this is amazing. And then you get distracted and you're like, well... 
this is more awesome. This is more amazing. Blah, 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 blah. And you get distracted and you don't finish something that you've committed to. And I think that is really interesting because when we look at the goals for ourselves in general or what we perceive to what makes us happy externally, um, or, uh, uh, well, for men sp- uh, specifically, I think that it is a sense of purpose, meaning, um, things like that. Obviously, women, it's love. Um, if you guys didn't know that, that's a bunch of John Gray stuff. Really interesting. Uh, men seek meaning in their lives through purpose. Women seek meaning in their lives through love. Very interesting. Got all the studies and the science out to uh, prove that. So, one of the things that we can do is I, I just just reflect on our own lives and think about all the times that we've sort of um, cheated ourselves and haven't jumped onto something, haven't committed to something, and haven't seen something through to the end. Now, if you have these desires, needs, these the the greatest idea of what your purpose would be, and you do like one of those exercises of Frederick Nietzsche, Jordan Peterson, or David Goggins, what that does is that helps you get extremely clear of the life that you actually want to live, right? The life you want to live, the things you want to do, and what would you would perceive to be happy. Now, firstly, I think that chasing all of those things is extremely important because what is a life worth living without chasing that stuff and shooting for it, even if you're going to fail in the meantime? Um, however, if you think, I want to quit my job and start a business, my definition of success is time, financial, and locational freedom. And this is speaking of terms of someone, I really want to. I, I really want to get extremely fit, and I want to get extremely healthy. I want my energy to be better. I want to be a really good parent. I want to try this job. I want to take a year off and go on holidays. I have this goal, this goal, this goal. I'm just chucking out a whole bunch of goals that I think would be, you know, extremely important. I want to spend more time here. I would really love to do this, blah, 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 whatever it is. Um, If you've got any of these thoughts in your mind, think of them. I dare you to think of them. Start thinking of some things that you really want to do, really want to be, and start thinking of some things that you've said to yourself five years ago, like quit your job. Get a new job doing here. Spend more time doing this. Um, Start a family. Be a better partner. Be a better parent. How are you going to do those things? And if you've done the same stuff and you have the complete same routine now as what you have had for the past couple of years and you know that you have some other stuff where you want to be and you haven't taken action on those, that your grit isn't as strong as what it should be. And maybe some of the things of you growing up as a childhood, not seeing seeing things through to the very end, has given you a sort of sense of, I, I find it difficult to follow things through. Now, there's two different things because some people can follow things through like they can read a whole book, no problems, right? Um, but they find it very hard to get to the gym and follow out a plan. You got other people, just as an example, uh, physical and mental, other people follow a gym plan perfectly, four, five, six months, no problems, struggle to sit down and read a whole book. Now, I'm just generalizing, but I'm just using this two different types of examples. There's multiple different things that people can stick to and can't stick throughout. But in terms of your big goals, your higher goals for the things that you want to do for your life, understanding that there might be some sort of areas that you haven't developed enough in order to stick to something through to the very end. You need the discipline and the skills in order to do so, (laughs) to do that. So what are some action points that I think is extremely beneficial for what you can actually start to do in in order to cultivate that, to get rid of depression and to get rid of anxiety and to feel like you're living a meaningful life? And it is so very simple. It's just figure out 
some some little things in your routine mentally and physically. What are you more of a uh, mental-based person? Are you better at reading books? Are you better at sticking to a gym plan? Have you always wanted to run a marathon? Have you had this goal? Whatever it is, and you struggle to do so. And put a few of those things into your routine. If you don't have the goal, like I, I think that every single person, especially men um, in general, should have a goal to be a world-class athlete at something. And if you're not following a training plan or something in, in order to do that, then I suggest that you go get one. And if you don't and you're unsure what to do, I believe that you should be in the gym. Why is that? Well, there's a whole bunch of science around movement and exercise. The more you move during the day, the healthier you're going to be in general anti-aging. Moving is a direct, basically, if you don't move, move it, you lose it. And essentially, that's so important. If you're not moving throughout the day, your body basically just starts going catabolic and breaking down and it starts to like kill itself. (laughs) Essentially, so, oh, I don't need these things. Get rid of it. So, I suggest moving all the time. Exercise, send all these signals to do the opposite. It's very anti-aging, right? So, the, so moving prevents you from basically breaking down and then exercising is gives you all the resistance and basically youthfulness, right? That into your life. And there's all the different studies and science um, of, of those out there um, for what I've researched on anyway. So, I, I recognize how important it is. So, everyone should be having some sort of training program that they are training towards being a world-class athlete. Because if you look, however it was thousands of years ago, essentially we were moving, I think like they did the recent studies in America and it was the average person is moving 10 minutes a day, (laughs) which is crazy. And they sent people out of a space, right? And they've done these um, tests when people have gone out of orbit into space and immediately their brains and bodies start breaking down. And literally going backwards in age, which is really, really quite hectic and scary. And people, not backwards in age, sorry, going forwards in age by tenfold. Like they just, their bodies start breaking down almost effectively immediately without gravity and without the blood flow. So, it was very hard for them to, um, I guess, uh, for their bodies to be optimized, right? Now, if you come back down to here, if we're sitting down all the time and we're not moving or exercising or training our body enough, the same thing happens. Now, what I'm suggesting, right, is simply just knowing that and being aware of that makes it a little motivator for you to be like, all right, okay, so moving and exercise is extremely important. Now, what is the goal of a world-class athlete look like to me? Now, go out there and follow a plan to start doing it. If you set yourself out a plan, you now have to, and it is for a certain, for a small-time goal, which I think is really important to do. Now, you have to follow all the steps in that plan. You have to watch the results, get clear on why you need to do that plan. But if you follow that plan and you see it through to the very end, you're going to become more disciplined. (laughs) Your grit's going to go up. Your resilience is going to get better and so on and so on and so on. It's a very easy and simple way to build grit is stick to a plan, whatever it is. Enter a competition. Now, there's one thing as well when we start talking about um, behaviors, motivations, and things like that. How do people stick to something? Well, I find what is really, really important and has worked for myself personally is that you need a really big excuse to stick to something, okay? And if you recognize the importance for all these things, I need to build resilience, I need to build grit, I have these symptoms of depression, anxiety, um, I don't feel that mental mental tough, tough or whatever it is, is get yourself a coach. Or when you think about things, why would you get yourself a coach, right? Or someone to hold you accountable or something to hold you accountable, like entering an event, um, getting a coach or um, some, something along the lines of that, right? I like to think of uh, money as the terms of a tool or energy. And we seem to have a lot of 
a lot of value. We hold a lot of value around money, right? And if you know that, you know, you've got some depression, you feel like you're lost, you're plateauing, you're not sure what's happening in your life, you want to make these big ambitious goals with your life, but you you seem like, oh God, there's such a massive gap there between what I'm doing now and who I want to be and the things that I want to do in my life. And oh God, that's why I feel so depressed. I like to say this quote is that when you think about firefighters, they're like the most ultimate heroes. They are constantly doing little things every single day and they've upgraded all the skills in themselves so that when shit hits the fan and a fire goes off, they are out the door ready in a minute going out to go put out the fire. They're like the ultimate heroes. Now, the same thing happens for you. So you should be cultivating and developing all these little skills and resilient skills and putting things in your tool belt so that when something happens, like you have a huge desire or when shit has hits the fan or you really want to crush this stuff, you need to turn that switch on and immediately you're out the door getting ready to crush it, all right? <laughs> it's developing those skills. So back to we perceive and have a lot of value around money. Getting a coach, entering an event, or doing something that you know is a little bit to yourself, oh gosh, I'm not sure I want to spend that much money on what this is, is really good to do so because then that will hold you super accountable to do it. Because let's say you were doing a program and it costs you like $100 and you're just like, oh yeah, whatever. I don't really perceive that as too much value. I'll give that a crack. Will you give it the actual best ability? Even if it's something free. Oh, I would love this program and it's free. Oh, so good. Will you stick to that? Till the very end. I know for myself personally, I'm like, shit, I'd rather give someone a whole bunch of money <laughs> and pay for something because then I know that I'm actually going to stick to it step by step by step by step till the very end. Now, just sticking to something to the very end is so important because that's what's going to build you grit and uh, grit, mental toughness, resilience. Back to when we were talking about a child when they, they've they done all the science and studies again, remember that. Stick with me here, guys. Like I know there's a lot of stuff to take in. But when a child um, sticks to an extracurriculum activity that they've chosen and sees it through to the end every single semester throughout their um, childhood, they are a lot more resilient and gritful. And they has the studies that they go through and crush life and crush their goals um, a lot better than most other people. And they have a whole bunch more of ambition, et cetera, et cetera. So what I suggest is, you know, if it's, if you recognize in yourself, okay, like my, I, I can stick to a gym plan. I can stick to this. I can do all that stuff. Easy. I suggest you doing something instead, which is really going to challenge you and putting yourself out of your comfort zone and doing maybe like a relationship coach, uh, a relationship course, a, um, some sort of book reading thing where you've got to like learn and organize stuff. I myself personally read really difficult philosophy books like this one. So this is uh, A Man and His Symbols by Carl Jung. It's extremely <laughs> hard read and I got to like write everything out so that I can understand it or a book like this, Thus Spoke Zarathustra by Frederick Nietzsche. Now these books, by the way, take me six to eight months to finish <laughs> and that's reading them a couple of times a week, uh, spending probably 45 minutes on one chapter. Well, I'd say 20 to 45 minutes on a chapter, which is insane. But for myself personally, that builds grit. So when I know that when I'm writing something or I'm doing some business work or I've got to do something for someone, I now have the skill to write it out, read, think about it, digest it and get through it and see it through to the very end. That also comes into play. I like putting myself into into competitions and um, doing things and having a whole bunch of curfews and constraints on myself in order to build that resilience and build that skill. So when a fire needs to come, if a life fire comes in, the example with the firefighters, I can go out there and crush it. So I put curfews on myself, sleeping, eating, 
caffeine, don't masturbate, don't watch porn. Um, my weekly routine is, is pretty, <laughs> pretty intense, um, for myself personally, have a uh, hydration targets, but I know, um, screen time got screen time curfews, all of these different curfews and constraint I put on myself in order to develop these disciplines, which help myself to combat depression, anxiety, and the rest of it, because I get these are what, this is what happens. You get proud of yourself. You can be responsible for yourself and you get proud that you're responsible for yourself. And when you take responsibility, you quite like yourself. And then when you like yourself, it is a lot easier to start overcoming things yourself and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and learning and growing and learning and growing. And you notice a lot of the time that if your depression and anxiety is kicking in, you find it hard to focus. And when you find it hard to focus, um, it's hard to do anything. It's hard to get clarity and consistency. And without consistency, it's very hard to achieve and do anything, right? So, I think that is really important. Um, yes, I've got a couple. So, what I would say is a, a, to notice yourself and some challenges for you guys to do is one thing is to think of some plans that you can stick to. Some, a little bit of coaching or some sort of, get a new training plan or set yourself a running goal or some sort of fitness goal for yourself and then stick to that for a certain period of time and see how that changes you. And then know that as soon as you finish that program, before you even finish it, book in the next one, right? And just see where it goes and you'll figure, you'll figure stuff out. Like your, <laughs> I know it's weird to say this, but your soul will literally guide you and if you like and you're into training into gym, I have a training program. The link is in my bio. That is a four to six week commitment. If you just wanted to commit and upgrade your knowledge in the gym, you can jump over and give that an absolute and give that an absolute go, which I think is extremely important because it will upgrade just your whole gym mentality and all those different things and include a bunch of this stuff in there too. The other thing that you can do, which I'm doing with a bunch of one-on-one clients at the moment, is just taking Jordan Peterson's exercise and David Goggins' exercise and just shrinking it right down and just saying to yourself, what is the best version of yourself would look like in five months, right? So, what you do is write that out, the thought experiment. Five months from now, what's the date? What month is it? And then let's write out what is what would the best version of you look like? What what decision look like? What decisions are they making? How are they feeling? What are they doing on a day-to-day basis? What are their behaviors? How is their mindset? What is their energy like? Just asking those type of questions, writing that out. And then as soon as you write that out and get really clear on what the best version of you looks like in five months, start being that person now. I think that's just super powerful. Just as a small exercise, right? And if you haven't, if you're not sure that you're going to do this, pause the video right now, blank some time out just to think of a program like in your calendar, blank some time out where you can go, all right, so Saturday morning, half an hour, I'm literally just going to spend writing out the best version of myself looks like in five months. And I'm going to think of a, a program to commit and stick to for a bunch of time so that I can build this discipline, resilience and grit which I think is just really important, really, really important to do. That's one little thing you can do. Um, what I have another here, another note that I have here is if you wanted to go even further um, to motivate yourself specifically is you can do the same thing. What would, if you were currently doing everything that you were doing now, what do you look like in five months, right? Nothing's changed essentially, but go through and write that out as well. Or even what would the worst version of yourself look like? So then you can figure out all of the little things that the worst version of you could be doing. And then it's like, oh, I might be doing some of these little habits, right? I might have these little things in here. And then what's really important is when you're going through a program and a different training 
program and or, or you're just living life is just think about some of the little things that you could be doing every single day as far as curfews, constraints that you can put in yourself in order to build discipline and resilience and make them a habit. So we've just talked about the theory. Now I'm talking about putting these things into practice. I'm just mentioning some ideas here that you could try and actually use and do. Because when you put things into practice and you do them for a consistent period of time by continuously overcoming yourself and sticking to them over a longer period of time, that is when you can get to mastery. Because mastery is having all these little things that you've put into practice and making them automated, having them habitualized, right? As a habit. They just happen automatically, which is just your path to freedom that I think, especially uh, mentally overcoming those different things. Now, another thing is a little bode to men here is to, if you haven't in your own life, is to put in a little bit of danger. So thinking to yourself, like this is really important. This also comes out of the book Boy Crisis and uh, some way of the superior man, David Dieter. And there was another book that I read in terms of this, but I can't remember it right now. One of the things that the masculine soul needs in their life is a little bit of danger. Now, what do I mean by that? Now, that is different for everyone. For the physical people, that could be uh, physically, I think physically and mentally, you've got to have some sort of uh, danger. My danger that I get myself personally from uh, mentally is reading really hard, difficult books that go in and, as our first circle moment, really show us the truth of life. So that quote again, that Frederick Nietzsche, I'm having a moment here. The strength of a spirit could be measured by how much truth it could take more clearly to what degree it needed attenuated veiled, sweetened and blunted and falsified. So without any of those little things unveiling the correct, accurate truth. Now, reading books like Crime and Punishment by Fyodor Dostoevsky, reading, researching into things like the like um, uh, Auschwitz and the Nazi camps and reading things like The Rape of Nanking, which goes in and talks about how a Japanese army basically went rogue and completely mutilated a um, Chinese town. And also reading these books from Carl Jung and reading the philosophy from uh, Frederick Nietzsche goes through and just says some really, like, uncomfortable truths. I mean, especially if you haven't read The Rape of Nanking, and Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot. If you haven't read that book... um, and you really want to be exposed to some dark stuff, I'd read that. There was, I remember I, I was walking, I was, I was listening to it, and I had to, I had to, I had to walk with my mouth, my hand covered over my mouth because I was like, felt sick in the stomach listening to some of the gru- gruesome, horrific things that people are capable of, and how they got there, and why they actually did it. And so that for me is building some. Um, mental danger, you could say, right? It's like getting exposed to these things. Secondly, I like to ride mountain bikes and I like to push my body to the limits in the gym. I experience danger when I'm in the gym on my last sets, last reps, and it's just to the point where I'm like, oh my God. Then I do a David Goggins and I try and be like, I got 40% more in the tank. I keep pushing, 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 pushing until I'm absolutely dead zapped. Now, you know that someone's very masculine when they're sitting on the couch at the end of the day and someone goes, oh my gosh, you look disgusting. You look horrible. And you're like, fuck yeah, I just crashed like a 
crushed like a massive workout, smashed all these things today. Of course I look fucked. Like I killed today, right? I love that. <laughs> and I get a lot of satisfaction from that. I do love riding, riding mountain bikes as well, going down like downhill trails and um, just getting like as a little thing like picked up like from my old man and like going down these trails and like you have to be so present when you go down those trails because if you stack it, there is a high chance that you're going to completely fuck yourself. So that's dancing a little bit of danger. Other people financial danger, relationship danger. They do, they test the waters in different, different other areas. So where in your life is just thinking about is some danger that you can put in every single day. I'm not sure if girls will get that as much. Why do guys play these crazy, playing a sport like football or something or rugby, you know, in those last moments where you really got to test yourself and overcome something or push yourself in a triathlon or something like that. Girls like, why do guys do this stupid shit all the time and put their bodies under all this different stress? It's like, we know we need that danger, right? So that could be another thing as well. If you haven't got the that danger in your life, that little sense of danger, could be playing on your um, mental game, bringing you down, all these different things. But the main one that I think um, is getting just disconnected to your purpose and finding some meaning in your life. And firstly, I think if you haven't found that purpose or you haven't found that meaning, you will if you're pursuing it. However, what can you do in the meantime is be a firefighter. Um, your own firefighter, be a hero, develop all the skills that you need mentally, physically to become the most optimized version of yourself. And then that person for whatever purpose and meaning that you have will shine. So like my purpose is to like, uh, like my purpose is my own philosophy, which is to consistently overcome myself. Right. And by doing that, I feel like I can give back to a whole lot of people. I follow my interests and my beliefs and my values and going that way gives me a whole lot of conviction. So that is my personal story and my personal opinion on how I think to overcome yourself and get some grit up in you (laughs) and get rid of depression and anxiety and really cultivate some mental toughness. It's a lot deeper than we think. So we talked about um, in this podcast, we talked about all the different theories and I went real deep in there. Then just some of the small things you can do taking into practice, the five month exercise, sticking to a plan, uh, thinking of a plan that would be best for you and sticking to it to the very, very end, um, which is really important. Like for example, one of the toughest programs I ever did was Jordan Peterson's self authoring program. It took like six months and I was writing for 20 to 30 minutes every single day, but I stuck it through and went to the end and I have like a book of just like my life, which is really cool. Um, sticking to something and sticking to end of the plan and then taking a bunch of responsibility for stuff, um, to develop all the skills of discipline routine, becoming a world-class athlete somewhere, your definition of whatever that is. And then also doing some, uh, mental stuff, mental challenging things. And then for, for the men out there inflicting a little bit of danger in your life, which is a big fun. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, that's about it, I think. Big flex for you guys. I hope you like this. If you did enjoy or get any little nuggets out of this, firstly, firstly, go through and just do one of those exercises. For the love of God, pick one, pause this damn audio after this podcast and just write it out. Even if you get your phone out, get your phone, write the stuff out, um, get it done. Because even if you've got a small amount, at least you've... Um, internalize things in your mind. So if you did like this, you did get something out of it, you tried any of these, please share it on your story. God damn, that would mean so much for me. And a huge flex for you guys. See you in the next one.
Thank you so much for getting this far into the podcast. As a token of my appreciation for the loyal listeners, you can get a $50 discount of your first month inside the Set the Standard community. That'll help you double your business and reprogram your mind. We have two live group coaching calls per month, eight modules and challenges, and an exclusive network where you can meet all the men who are setting the standard in here. Please use the code PODCAST, capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to get the first $50 off of your first month. Can't wait to see you guys in there.